2: so crazy at times. It sounds like... (laughs) You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com.
3: 50 A.M. The fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. We are hey. live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu/getstarted. Obviously, we got to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Second day of training camp practice today. Yesterday, I thought it was interesting hearing various comments. You know, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur coming up in just a little bit as well. But you heard from Goody. You heard from LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers also talked to the media at his locker. And I thought he had some interesting things to say. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, let's hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say that we're going to discuss here. This is yesterday after the first training camp practice. Here's Aaron Rodgers.
4: I mean, I think that there was a more concerted effort for him and his staff to be visible and to have better relationships with some of the guys. Uh, I think it's important. You know, as much as I respect, you know, the uh, ideology of of Billy Bean there where he, you know, didn't want to get too close to a guy he's got to get rid of. I think it's easier to get cut by someone that you appreciate, that you can have face-to-face, eye-contact conversations and get released by or traded by than somebody that you have zero relationship with. Uh, you know, there's there's funny stories, not funny actually, about like Kenny Clark coming in, coming in on cut day and somebody thinking he was a different guy who was going to get cut and they told him grab your playbook and head upstairs. And Kenny's like, what? That was a first-round pick. I am getting cut? In my third year, you know? Stuff like that just can't happen an organization that's run well. Um, because the relationships are the most important thing in this game because that's what fuels the chemistry and the chemistry fuels the cohesion of a team and that makes a difference in those crunch time moments when the game is on the line. And it starts at the top. And I think there was some great changes that, uh, that begin to take place and they're continuing to take place. Um, and I've really enjoyed uh, seeing this place Take a step forward.
3: So, there you heard from Aaron Rodgers talking about the front office and gives a little bit of a story about Kenny Clark in his third year and mistakenly thinking that he was someone else and telling him to grab the playbook and go upstairs like he was going to be cut. And him talking about how that's just unacceptable. And Peter Bukowski tweeted about that and said, the Kenny Clark anecdote Aaron Rodgers told is pretty damning on the Packers' administration in 2018. That happened to be Brian first year, first season as GM and Mike McCarthy's last year as head coach. Those are not coincidences. So that's just an interesting thing that I saw floating around Twitter yesterday, something that Aaron Rodgers had brought up. So we're asking you guys this. Do you think Aaron Rodgers has created positive change in the Packers organization? You can give us a call at our new phone number. New phone number. So new! if you want to call in, you are got to listen up. Not the old one. There's the new one. Similar, but not the same. 414-677-1250. Run it back. 414-677-1250. And since it's radio and we do this all the time, let's do it annoyingly two more times. 414 677 1250, 414 677 1250. Because it wouldn't be radio if we didn't say the number too many times that you get annoyed by it.
5: There was, I don't (laughs) forget which comedian it was, but there's some type of comedy where if you repeat it too many times, you repeat something, it's annoying, but if you get it right in the pocket, it's perfect humor. I think we're good now at four, but when undoubtedly we're going to be running this back to you all. Plenty over the next few days.
3: Let's try it five times. 414 677 1250. If you want to call in and talk about this, do you think Aaron Rodgers has created positive change in the Packers organization? Again, you just heard from him. I think that he has created positive change. Now, we can talk about the way that he went about it. We can talk about the contract disputes and him holding out and all these different things that Aaron Rodgers has done over the last couple of off seasons We can talk about the method that he's gone about it. But I think he has created a positive change in this Packers organization. I just do. I think that it is important that you have a relationship with these guys. And I think it's interesting, his perspective on this. You know, he's being asked about this, and Goody was asked a similar question, too, about Moneyball and how Billy Bean says, you know, I can't build a relationship with these guys because if I need to cut them, I need to be objective, right? And so he goes about it a little bit differently than what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Rodgers comes back to say, you know what, I disagree with that because it's easier for me as a player to be cut by someone that I respect. You know, if I haven't lived up to the standard and I get cut and you come to me and say, hey, you're getting cut, I can respect that. If I don't know you and you cut me, I'm, you know, a little bit slighted or it's a little worse off than what you're doing if you did know me. And so... I think when you look at this, I think Aaron Rodgers has created a more positive, a more relationship-based approach in the Packers organization. I don't think that's a bad thing. I know some people, for whatever reason, think that Aaron Rodgers should just play and have no say in anything. Some people think that in terms of personnel and dealing with different things, that Aaron Rodgers should just go out there, throw on the pads, Go do his job, but have no say in it. Well, that's just not how this works. It just isn't. You ask Tom Brady, you ask even some of these other guys, Matt Stafford going to LA now, or Peyton Manning when he played with the Broncos or the Colts. You ask any of these elite quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills, those guys have a little bit of say in what's going on. Now, the longer you play, the more you get to know, the the more trust you garner with the organization, then the more of a, a say you're going to have in things or the more you're going to know things. Well, no one knows all these things and been with the organization longer than what you have with Aaron Rodgers. And so he deserves to have a little bit of a say. And like he said, I want to be in the conversations about things that affect my job, and I think he's earned that. As a rookie, you don't deserve that. No, not at all. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville going to second year? Yeah, no, probably not. But when you're Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you deserve that. And I think there are important relationships that need to be had inside the Packers organization that maybe haven't been had in the past. You know, the fact that he gives this Kenny Clark story, a guy that was a first-round pick for this organization, a guy that's, you know, was becoming a pivotal player for this organization, for the people not to recognize him. That's unacceptable. You know, we talked about this A.J. Dillon thing with Green Bay Police at the Manchester City and Bayern Munich game up at Lambeau, and we talked about that. How do you not know who A.J. Dillon is as a Green Bay Police officer, right? I mean, it, it seems kind of crazy that you don't know what he looks like. You should recognize him Immediately, it's A.J. Dillon. Well, much more than that, shouldn't you recognize the guys working in your own building? If you work for the Green Bay Packers, shouldn't you recognize Green Bay Packers players? I mean, think about this. It's different if it's someone who's the fifth-string safety, a rookie that undrafted, that you brought in for camp. That's a little bit different. But... A guy like Kenny Clark that had been there for multiple seasons, a guy that was a high draft pick, shouldn't you know what that guy looks like? Shouldn't you know who that is? It's about building those relationships so that, like Roger said, when everything comes down to it, I know I can trust the organization. I know I can trust the front office. I know I can trust my fellow players. Because when you are in that sort of environment, that's when you can feel the most comfortable, and that's when you can play at your best because you trust the guys around you. It's not going to be conducive to have fighting all around the organization or tension all throughout the organization when you're trying to reach a common goal of winning a Super Bowl. It just isn't.
5: Now, Toby, I'll play a little devil's advocate for you because I've got a thought on that. I was actually just thinking, weirdly, this is totally a coincidence. I was thinking about something similar. So I've been working at this station, WSSP, now for about nine months.
3: What's that, Aaron? (laughs)
5: Love you, too. (laughs) I have a funny feeling. If I, have my nine-month tenure at The Fan, walked around our building here in Hales, I wonder how many people actually would recognize me. Because, I mean, we work pretty inclusively here at the station. Sure. I don't know a ton of people out in the halls who work at other stations or in sales or doing engineering or whatever. I don't know how many of them would recognize me because I haven't been here that long. Thought process with this topic being... When it comes to your first year players in particular, how many of these front office staff who aren't goody who aren't the rust balls who aren't the big decision makers doing all of this work how many of them do you think know your first and second and third fourth round draft picks
3: well I think that's part of their job they should but that's I, get fair. You, I'm I just get, saying I, I get your point there you know how many people are going to know every, that's not going to be the case I'm not saying that everyone needs to know what everyone looks like That would be very difficult. Sometimes that's just going to, you're not going to cross paths. You're not going to interact. I get that. But in this situation, third year, a guy that's played a role in this Packers football team, if we're using your example, that'd be like Bart walking around the building and people not recognizing him. It's not that, you know, it's different with you and me because. We're not the face of a show or anything like that.
5: Very true. We do not have fat heads out in the hall.
3: No. But it'd be different if one of the one of the hosts around here, Leroy, Gary, Sparky, you know, whoever, Bart, Tim Allen, one of these guys is walking around the building and who's that? That's the sort of thing that happens when you bring up this Kenny Clark story. You cannot have that. In the organization, there needs to be a relationship. Now, some people aren't going to ever build that sort of relationship, especially you think of that sort of philosophy of, I might have to cut this guy. I can't build a close relationship with him and think objectively. Well, that's fine. But there are certain players that are going to end up being building blocks on your team. You know, you think about the receivers right now. You think about a guy like Jawan Winfrey, or you think about Samari Torre, a seventh-round pick, and those sort of guys. Yeah, Brian Gutekinds doesn't have to be buddy-buddy with them. He doesn't have to go up to them and tell them all the plans for this organization. Because guess what? They might end up getting cut. But you know who's never getting cut? You know who's never getting moved? Aaron Rodgers. So you should be able to have a conversation with him and say, hey, what do you think about this guy? Ultimately, the decision comes down to Goody. And Aaron knows that. But he also should be in on these conversations. I don't think it's any coincidence Tom Clements is back. He wanted him back. Now, you can get frustrated about that if you want. Aaron's just bringing his guy back. Aaron's just doing this. Aaron Aaron thinks that this is probably the best thing for him. You know, they could have brought someone else in. He had other options, but he wanted Tom Clements back. And you know what? If he feels like that's going to give him the best opportunity to be the best quarterback for the Packers this season, then let's do it. They Maybe they asked him, hey, uh, you know, Tom Clements was here when you were a younger quarterback. Do you think he can help us with Jordan Love? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's probably really good with young quarterbacks and all this. And yeah, so maybe that's part of it too. There's no reason that some of these guys can't be in the conversations with things. And I don't know that that's been an organizational philosophy for the Packers for years. And some guys don't want that. You think about Brett Favre? I don't know how much Brett Favre would have wanted to be involved with the front office. I think he'd like to know what's going on, but I think he would more so say like, hey, whatever, just throw guys out there. Make sure I have the weapons to get it done. But, you know, it's not that big a deal. Just put those guys out there for me to get it done with. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's what I feel like Aaron, or Brett Favre would say. Aaron Rodgers wants to be involved. He definitely does. And I don't have a problem with that. And I think that's a positive step for the Green Bay Packers that they've allowed him to get a little bit more involved. And that's why we're asking you again, do you think Aaron Rodgers has created positive change in the Packers organization? I think he has. I think he's created this idea that relationships inside the locker room, inside the organization matter. And maybe he's a little standoffish from some other guys. Maybe you'd like to see him be a little more friendly because sometimes you say well, all he hangs out with is this little crew of Cobby and... Bakhtiari. So you know maybe in terms of himself having a relationship with these guys, maybe he's not living through this full idea that everyone needs to have this relationship. But I think it is important that the front office shows that there is some sort of relationship to be had there, especially with the older guys. And I think you've seen that with Rodgers over the past year and a half now. I think you've seen that with some of the other players as well is that they've built more of a relationship, and I think that's how it ought to be in an organization. I think that's the way that things should operate. Once you've been there for a certain amount of time, yes, you're not going to make the ultimate final decision. That's why that guy is getting paid that. But they should be able to come to you and ask you, hey, what's your opinion on this guy? Hey, if we had to choose, which one of these guys are you picking? I think Aaron Rodgers was involved in the draft process. I think he was asked about which receivers he wanted and which ones he didn't. And I think that's why Aaron Rodgers is satisfied with this receiving core. You know, Aaron Rodgers very easily could come in here, and it's not like Aaron's never criticized the organization before. You saw in his first press conference last year at training camp, nothing was off the table. He went after everyone. And then this year, you get rid of his number one receiver in Devontae, no problem. He hasn't complained about it. You bring in three rookies, Torre, Dobbs, and Watson. Hasn't said a word about a problem with trying to run it with rookies. Brings in Watkins, nothing. I think he was involved, and I think that's why he's a little more satisfied, and I don't have a problem with that. It puts a little more blame on him, sure, if things go wrong, but I think he should have a say, and I have no problem with that. Do you think Aaron Rodgers has created a positive change in the Packers organization? Our new number, if you want to give us a call, is 414 677 1250. Again, 414 677 1250. You can give us a call there or tweet us at 1250 a.m. The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer. It's Sparky's Midday Madness here.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: The Milwaukee Admirals on 1250
4: AM. The fan. You know, there's, there's funny stories, not funny actually, about like... Kenny Clark coming in, coming in on cut day, and somebody thinking he was a different guy who was going to get cut, and they told him, "Grab your playbook and head upstairs." And Kenny's like, "What? I, I was a first-round pick. I'm getting cut in my third year. You know, stuff like that just can't happen in an organization that's run well, um, because the relationships are the most important thing in this game, because that's what fuels the chemistry, and the chemistry fuels the cohesion of a team." And that makes a difference in those crunch time moments when the game is on the line. And it starts at the top. And I think there was some great changes that uh, that begin to take place and they're continuing to take place. Um, and I've really enjoyed uh, seeing this place take a step forward.
3: Do you think that Aaron Rodgers has created positive change in the Packers organization? You give us a call 414-677-1250 or you can tweet us. At 1250 AM, The Fan, I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals on 1250 AM. The Fan, also want to remind you, never miss a moment from The Fan again. With the free Odyssey app, you can download Sparky's Midday Madness and whatever show you want to listen to and listen whenever and wherever works best for you.
5: Hey, Toby, real quick, before we get back to this Rodgers topic, I saw something on Twitter just now that kind of piqued my interest. Uh, this comes to us from Dove Kleiman, of course, the yep. independent NFL reporter. Yep. He tweets out that apparently the Browns attempted to trade for then Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson before acquiring Deshaun Watson, that according to Ben Albright. Broncos reporter and analyst Wilson was not interested in playing in Cleveland and went to Denver or as they now know it as Broncos country let's ride
3: yeah if I could find that clip I'd play it for you but I can't let me see I've got it here somewhere I can't find it that's fine I'll play it let me find it real quick Broncos country let's ride yeah I think that's crazy that they ended up settling for. Deshaun Watson. And,
5: all and now he probably won't even play, at least for yeah, eight it just, games.
3: It just seems odd that you would do that, fully guarantee his contract. I don't know. Not a fan of it.
2: Broncos country, let's ride. One more time. Broncos country, let's ride. Keep going. Broncos country, let's ride. Did you see
3: the comment he made yesterday, too, that Russell Wilson is a cornball? That guy... He's so odd. He's a little Did goofy. Did you see the thing that he said, like, if you say that I need to do X amount of work, I triple it. Come on. I hoop. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we can make fun of him. He rolls up to training camp looking like Nicolas Cage from Con Air. Russell Wilson rolled up to training camp in a Russell Wilson Broncos jersey.
5: If my contract has a stipulation that I need to do four hours of independent study... I'm going to do 12. <laughs> Let's ride.
3: Oh, my. Oh, my. Let's get out to the phone lines. Again, if you want to hop in, 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250. Let's get out to Al in Cedarburg. Al, what's going on, man?
6: How's it going, Toby? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, how you doing, you know, Al? Two things are just are doing well. How are you? Good. All right. So two things I just wanted to say quick. I think one it's kind of amazing that we've had two of the most polarizing quarterbacks over the course of the last 30 years in the NFL. Yeah. Like, if you look at the personalities, granted, they've both done things differently. Um, I think I, I, to your p- comment about Favre not having as much voice in the organization, Favre, I think, just carried it a little bit differently. Aaron's a little bit more out there, and I, I you know, he is who he is, and, you know, forever, guy produces for the most part. Favre definitely, I think, had some some things to try to get the organization to do. I remember back when, So I'm 35, so I'm right in that middle era of Rodgers and Favre fans. You know, he pushed for them to get Terry Glenn. Did it work out? He really was active. I mean, I remember when they almost traded for Randy Moss and how upset Favre was that he almost demanded a trade. Uh, I think it was Denver. Um, I don't have that up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure the Broncos were a team that were going to go after Brett after the the Packers didn't get Randy Moss. So they both uh, are very involved in the organization. But I think Rodgers has changed it for the better because – In my opinion, showing some of that transparency like this would happen with Kenny Clark, that holds people accountable, and that communication is key. And similar to both of these polarizing quarterbacks that we've had, I think it's a fair statement to say that they've both won over the locker rooms for the most part, and they've both really been big on that communication. So for an organization to follow that suit, he's right. That's what you need to do to be a winning team. So thanks for letting me rant again, guys. Have a great rest of your afternoon, and I appreciate it.
3: Appreciate it, Al.
5: All right. 414-677-1250,
3: you want to hop in, talk about this. You think that Aaron Rodgers has made a positive impact on the Green Bay Packers organization. I think that's a good point, too. That's how you win over locker rooms as well, when you know your guy, Aaron Rodgers. You know the dude, Brett Favre, is sticking up for you, right? You're trying to win a Super Bowl, obviously, but Aaron's coming out here and saying, you know what, that's not acceptable that you don't know who... Kenny Clark is. That's just not acceptable. We need to improve. And, you know, this has been kept behind closed doors for, you know, a while now. But it's obviously important for these guys. I mean, think about how Kenny Clark felt. Think about how he felt as a Green Bay Packer, thinking, I'm busting my tail out here for this organization. I'm doing the best I possibly can. I was a early pick. I'm playing well. And they don't even know who I am. Think about the impact that would have on you as your job. If you're busting your tail, you're producing for your job, you're doing everything you need to, and the boss doesn't even know who you are, or some random dude just, who's that again? Like You want people to recognize you for your work, and I think it's important to bring that uh, to the forefront if you're Aaron Rodgers because, one, you want to bring people to Green Bay to play with you. And if this is the kind of organization you're going to run, you know, the, the, the word around the league is going to get out, right? People talk. You know, Kenny Clark's going to talk to his buddies from UCLA and say, hey, so-and-so, they're, you know, treating me like this. I'm out of here as soon as it's done. And it may never come out to the media, but he's talking to his buddies. Those sort of things impact... Free agent decisions, you know, because a lot of times they're going to offer similar money to these places. Ultimately, you're going to have your choice of maybe two or three teams you're going to go to. But if they're coming forward and saying, hey, in Green Bay, they don't care about you individually. They're just caring about what you can give on the football field. Then that's going to be a problem. And I think that Aaron Rodgers has gone about showing the front office that, look, you can be about creating a competitive Good football team, but you still need to care about the personal interactions on a man to man level inside that organization. You need to know your players. You need to know the wants and needs of them. And you need to make sure that those guys that have earned it are in conversations with the front office and know what's going on. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been with the Packers for how long? And it seemed like he didn't have a good relationship with Goody. And he probably didn't because they probably didn't consult him about various things that were happening. And now I think they're consulting with him. I don't know that they're letting him make the decisions. I still don't understand the idea that some people have that, hey, he needs to just shut up and do his job. He needs to just go back to being the quarterback. He's not the general manager. Don't be talking to Goody and trying to impact his decisions. I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers being involved. Again, you've got to earn that right. And Aaron has earned that right. Think about the other elite quarterbacks. You think that Patrick Mahomes wasn't talking with the GM of the Chiefs when they said they were going to consider moving Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes said, "Hey, we can, you know, we'll find a way." You don't you think they weren't involved when he said, "Hey, what do you think about this receiver coming out in the draft? Do you think you can make him work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll draft this guy. They've earned it by their play and by how long they've been in the organization, and no one's earned that right more than Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So him working with Brian Gudekinst, it's like a team. You know, it's not just Aaron saying, give me this guy, give me this guy, give me this guy, and walking out of Gutie's office. That's not the... That's not what Aaron's asking for. What Aaron's asking for is for Goody to be upfront with him and say, hey, this is what we're looking at. Hey, this is who we're going to possibly bring in. What do you think? Ultimately, Goody's going to make the decision, but there's going to be give and take on both sides, and I think that's a positive direction for the Packers to be going in because players want that sort of thing. Players just want to know what's going on. I mean, think about all the things in your own life And the different things that happen, you want to be at least involved or at least understand the reasoning and the thinking behind why things are done. And the older you get, the more you want to be involved in those things because you feel like you've earned that right. And Aaron Rodgers has earned every right to be involved in these conversations with Goody and the Packers front office.
5: That is a wonderful point you just made. Like recently, my landlord decided this is a true story. That that garden that I had with the property when we moved in? Nah, we don't need that anymore. We're just going to tear it out. Oh, also that pile of firewood over by your garage? Yeah, we're getting rid of that too. And got rid of a bunch of other things. I came home to it randomly one day, and my first question was, why was this decision made? I would have at least liked to have been told that this was going to happen instead of just coming home one day and finding all of this stuff gone. I would have liked to have been in the know a little bit. I feel like I, as your tenant... At least deserve a right to know that it's happening, not just come home and find a you know, a, a bulldozer basically in my backyard tearing up the grass. I would have liked to have known that this was happening.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, at some point, it feels like you deserve to know these sort of things. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, has earned that right. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers has created a positive impact and left a positive impact on the Packers organization? 414-677-1250. You can call us there or you can tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. 1250 a.m. The fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. Fan Afternoon Show comes up next after Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz is hosting that today. What do we got coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show today, Sammy?
7: It's kind of interesting because yesterday, uh, obviously, we had Brewers Twins Game 2 going on right before the Gene Weddinger Plumbing Baseball postgame show, but we talked a lot yesterday and we talked a lot the day before about David Bakhtiari and the offensive line, so I figured we'd maybe give that a little bit of a break. We'll catch you up on some of the sound bites that we played from yesterday, maybe later on during the show, but... I think the other hot topic from Packers training camp, especially from these last two days, has been Alan Lazard and the expectations going forward. And obviously, I know you guys, you and Bart and Peter Bukowski have kind of been joking around on Twitter about the Alan Lazard hype training and all that, which I get. Um, And I've kind of talked about what I expect from Alan Lazard, but kind of looking at a big picture thing to start off the show, we're going to be talking about. Do you guys believe that Alan Lazard will be the top target for the Packers the entire season? Yeah, I don't think so. And then on top of that, because I know a lot of people they're saying they believe in Alan Lazard being wide receiver one. They yeah. think he's the top target and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think if I ask you, what are you expecting from him stat wise? It's gonna give me a better idea of yeah, what you're what true. you're hoping for him. So yeah. like for me, I'll tell you guys later on when we start the show, but like let's say I know you, you're not sold in Alan Lazard and all that, which I get. I don't I'm not without giving my answer away.
3: I'll say seven hundred seven fifty.
7: 750 yards, but, like, was as far as receptions.
4: Ooh. Because
3: um, he
7: had 60 last year.
3: Yeah, probably right around the same. Really? Yeah. Okay, even without Devontae. Yeah, probably. Maybe uptick that. You said 60 he had last year? Yeah. S- 65, 70.
7: Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So we'll talk about Alan Lazard. We'll talk about the wide receivers going forward. Some of the people who may be taking Alan Lazard's crown as the top target in the Packers offense going forward during the season, uh, obviously. It's four, uh, four o'clock during the show. I want to talk about this Brewers offense. Oh, I know yeah. right now pa- the Packers rules, the Packers rule, especially with the training camp going on, but I can't help it. This Brewers offense is on a roll. They're fun to watch right now coming out of the second half. They
3: had all this time to take all the attention, and instead they got the negative press, and now the Packers are back, and now they want to start hitting the baseball.
7: I know, but <laughs> we're bringing back a fun little segment that we used to do on the Rami show. We're going to do it for the, our Brewers topic at four o'clock. It's... Big deal or no big deal, Toby. Oh, I love it. We'll bring back the dealer don't no deal music. We'll bring back the bank music. Adam, have you ever done that before? Dealer. No I deal? have
5: been uh, sitting in okay. on sessions you would do with that. I have not done it myself.
7: We'll do it with you. We'll do it with uh, David Gasper from reviewing the brew, who will join us at five. He is a big deal. Yeah, and I I forgot too that uh, Adam and David Gasper have a lot of like you know. We have a little history, right? They used to work together in lacrosse. Uh, We'll talk with Peter Bukowski. Like I mentioned at five o'clock of lockdown Packers about everything going on in training camp, Bakhtiari, Alan Lazard, and uh, your guys' little Twitter feud for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Also got night's gourmet popcorn draft mockery. And then during the five o'clock hour too, between Peter Bukowski and David Gasper, we'll give you guys a chance to win four free Wisconsin Mm. State Fair tickets. So honestly, a lot. A lot going on in the show. What good show, man. On top of that, right before I stepped in here, uh, probably a surprise guest appearance too during the first hour, so stay tuned for that.
3: There you go. Keep it turned right here to 1250 AM. The fan, lots of fun stuff coming up on the Fan Afternoon Show with Sam Schmitz. For Adam Roberts, I guess he's still going to be here. so he can <laughs> yeah, You can't later. get rid of me. I'm heading out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Deuces.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.